0: Hello and welcome back to the show with Brian and John. You're listening to The Big Balance, the podcast for anybody looking for clear, simple advice they can actually apply. Give us a little of your time each week and we'll help you figure out work, life, and everything in between. And John, because last week we had no John. He left me by myself to be with other Brian while he moved. And John, how did moving go for you? It went pretty well. We had a lot of help,
1: so we were fortunate there. Uh, but moving always sucks. So yeah, yes we it moved. does. I do have to say though that um, other Brian totally
0: was Batman. That that must have been fun, right? That was the most painful experience I've ever had recording content before. It, it's my my <laughs> voice hurt so so much during you that. Did it to yourself, too. Nobody nobody said do this like Batman. <laughs> I don't know why I decided on doing that as a direction, but I you know I got lonely. Maybe maybe
1: we can meet other other Brian,
0: right? I, other John, we can do it. Other John. Oh, we'll probably meet him at some point. But I feel like Other John should be a higher pitch. And we have like a whole... We have like several octaves between Real Brian, Real John, Other Brian, Other John. Let's see how deep we can get. I'll just talk the whole time like, hey, everybody, how you doing? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this right now. All right? We're going to do a musical quartet. Let's look at the la, 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 la. (laughs) All right? So I'm going to do Other Brian first. I'm going to do Real Brian, right? So... La. Then Brian goes. <laughs> la. Then John goes. This is painful. You got to do it. Don't leave me hanging here. Uh, uh, la. And then other John goes. La. <laughs> There you go. We're gonna see how this works. Have if fun we with harmonize, that. Have fun with that. We, we harmonize. That. I'm going to we're tell doing you a right
1: planets, now. We are not harmonizing.
0: No. <laughs> la- 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to to get somewhat back on topic. I do have a canary in the coal mine when it comes to gauging how the social situation or I guess the lack of the loneliness situations going at work. John, who would you guess is my canary in that particular coal mine? Uh, It's got to be Sting, right? I meant that I work
1: with. No, no, (laughs) no. Oh, no, no. Uh, No, I have no idea. Andy. Of course it's Andy. Of course. Uh I I didn't even want to say it. I figured figured we all knew, right? Yeah.
0: No, it's our our sometime co-host Andy is the uh, the canary in the coal mine. If anybody feels the lonely effects of working from home, it's Andy. And on the best of days, he calls me at least once a day. And usually, it at least has some kind of preamble of being about work. He doesn't even do that now. You know what he called me about yesterday? What? He called me because he saw a squirrel. What is he a golden retriever? I, I don't know that. Was the entire he's like. So I saw this squirrel outside my window. What's going on with you? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was his entire lead-in. Yeah, talk about breaking the ice there. Yeah, great conversation yeah, but starter. But true to form, canary in a coal mine. It is kind of spreading around the office, and the I I you know I hate business buzz speak vernacular bull. And we have a new one going around the office. It's the idea of a quick huddle. And it's basically, we all have all these meetings on our books, too many meetings. And now people break apart into quick huddles after them. And usually it devolves into just social commentary and and talking. But it's this, like all business vernacular just gets repeated and amplified. And now everybody's using it. But I don't hear quick huddle because it's spoken too fast. I keep hearing quick cuddle. And it's really weird because like a VP of the org will say, okay, Brian, after this call, let's have a quick cuddle. And it feels really weird. Really
1: weird. So it feels like we're, we're, we're towing the line of almost, um, ASMR right there with the way you were presenting that. And also what's ASMR. Oh, you don't know ASMR. Should I know ASMR? Oh, it's the people. All right. So here, I'm going to give you a little taste of ASMR. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening.
0: What is, what is that?
1: Yeah, it's, you, you talk like this and then you tap. You tap. <laughs> it's it's for people, it's people who get like chills from certain sounds and it's usually associated with like uh, good feelings. You like the way that sounds. It gives me
0: goosebumps oh. in a good
1: way. And there's a whole rabbit hole of content out there of people just doing ASMR.
0: That sounds really weird, a little bit creepy. Should we do that?
1: We're already off the rails anyway. So th- this episode it has no topic or theme. It's just us just shooting the heads, yeah, right?
0: Gonna, so it's it's basically just me talking like this. That's part of it because,
1: because you can't disrupt the uh, the listener, the viewer. They have to it, it's not meant to be like a shock or anything. So, you have
0: so to should be, we have
1: soothe and be
0: soothe? Should we have like zen music behind us as we're doing this or I don't think that's part of ASMR. That that could be an added thing. Maybe that's our thing.
1: But we're whispering the whole time.
0: My cat that. is staring at me like, like I'm the crazy person. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I'm going to walk it back now. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah. Throughout the life of this show, we've spent a fair bit of time singing the praises of the work-from-home environment. It agrees with both John and my sensibilities, but the fact remains, we're humans and humans are social creatures. Without some sort of social support while we're all working from home by ourselves, a good many of us might start going stir crazy. Something else we like to focus on here is the idea of time management, making the most of our time working so we can do less of it and get more time back in our personal lives. This is also something a work from home environment can help us with if we can get past that social challenge. As it turns out, there are a few forms of media out there that could potentially help us with both, functioning as a stopgap social support while also reinforcing good time management skills. Since these are both things I'm interested in, I want to spend a little time talking about them today. So as I mentioned before, one of the ways I cope at work is I do listen to music. We actually had an entire episode about music, our best featured episode, I think, ever, episode number two, Music While You Work. My particular brand of music, I listen to a lot of live DJ sets that last for two to four hours because it takes me a pretty far way through my workday. And it has this fake social feel because it's a bunch of people and a DJ in crazy remote locations. And it just kind of takes me out of my personal work from home office for a bit. And I kind of like that.
1: That's got to be part of the appeal of podcasts too, right? So if you're listening to this right now, part of it is... My voice is so smooth and silky that you love listening to it. But then another part of it is that you enjoy the company that we provide. And maybe that's why there's these podcasts that go two hours long. Maybe we're shooting ourselves in the foot here by only, you know, staying within a half hour. But is that narcissistic of us to assume that people care enough about anything that we could talk about for two hours outside of ASMR, of course?
0: I think you definitely have a good point there. If you look at the number of podcasts that were around, I want to say it was 2018, it was about half a million or quarter of a million. If you look at the number of podcasts today, this year, we're at about 2 million. So we went from half a million podcasts in 2018, quarantine, work from home, lockdown, lockdown. 2 million podcasts, and that's just people recording them. The number of listeners also going up. I think it's nearly half, maybe 40, 40 to 50% of people listen to podcasts. And I wonder if it is partially... It's kind of like a fake way of socializing a little bit. You feel like you're not necessarily by yourself while you're sitting doing spreadsheets. How many of those listeners are people listening to their own podcast? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I listen to my own. I, I get a good chuckle out of myself. I'm the only one who thinks I'm clever because, again, my wife does not. I was going to say, yeah, our, our wives do not. So, Wilson, my mother-in-law listens to the show.
1: Oh, that's good to know. My My fiancée does not because I'm up uh, relegated to another room because she, she gets enough of me during the day.
0: So. That's actually probably a great thing that you guys move. Now you can kind of get a little bit isolated and she doesn't have to be beholden to you recording this stupid show.
1: Oh, our offices are on different rooms. I think that was by design on her part. There you go.
0: Anyway, as long as these individual DJ sets are... They're really one sided. And to this whole conversation we're having here in this digital age, there's a really big market for things that feel more interactive. So, the concept for today's show only really came to me on Monday this week. Started off my morning as I usually do, looking for some good background music to play, taking me about noon or so. And I came across this hashtag that I hadn't heard before, which is study with me. And, John, are you familiar with that? Not at all. And
1: I did yeah. not. I, I intentionally left myself uninvolved
0: with the topic this week. Uh, you want to be surprised by it. I do. I do. Okay. It's a simple concept. These channels on YouTube have videos of music playing softly to the content creator literally just sitting in front of a camera reading a book and taking notes for up to four hours at a time dude that's literally the, like the lo-fi hip-hop beats channel just in person right at this point it, it's a live yeah live action lo-fi hip-hop beats and i don't know about you i mean we record this show how it feel so incredibly self-conscious to just be on camera for four hours reading to
1: I couldn't sit still for four hours and do that. You come onto my stream, there would be a half hour of me just not being there. It's like, well, what's John doing? Oh, he's out in the garage sweeping because he's trying to find any excuse not to do his work. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, that's where this really comes in because it's meant to be a more engaging experience to help the listener slash watcher also study along with these channels. A lot of them have things like Discord feeds or chat apps that are baked in. And they also have a layer on top of the music where they sprinkle in words of encouragement or feedback and also study techniques throughout the video. And a big I just, one is just pictured somebody going like, You're doing great. Keep on reading that section, bud. You <laughs> do a good job, buddy. Good job. Nailed that reading. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. They'll say, Hey guys, we're we're going into a sprint on studying. Good job. You're doing great. And you know, if that works for people, it's like, shout shout out to all those out there studying
1: Roman history right now. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, but uh, that's the community aspect. And I think it's, it's an interesting concept, but what I really like as well, these videos in between the music, there's a layer of something called the Pomodoro technique, 25 minutes of a work sprint. And then five minutes of a break over and over for the course of the videos and that is essentially what this pomodoro technique is and we're going to talk about that more in the second half of the show but i like just say that sounds like an italian pasta dish it's the word for tomato because the person who came up with this technique used a kitchen timer that was shaped like a tomato so that's now what people use for this
1: dude so i knew i recognized that word somewhere
0: i've probably seen it on like (laughs) Like cans
1: of stewed tomatoes
0: (laughs) You thought you were making dinner You were actually learning a working technique (laughs) I thought I was making dinner Here I was studying this whole time (laughs) Studying dinner No, No, that's exactly what it is As simple as it sounds People do swear by it And again, we're going to talk about that more in a little bit but i do want to kind of continue talking about these videos because something about them it just hits me the right way and i i can't put my finger on it as close as i can get is i generally view myself as an introvert this feels like a really heavily guarded form of interaction even though it's not real interaction it does just enough to replace the I guess, emptiness of a work-from-home environment without going so far as to be a distraction. I don't know. It's been my thing this week, listening to these weird studying videos of people just reading books and taking notes. You weirdo. (laughs) Now, that does sound odd, but I feel like there's a few other forms of media that try to do this as well. And the first one, I think everybody's familiar with, at least anybody who's been around since 90s sitcoms. Let's talk about laugh tracks for a minute. Isn't that Kind of what a laugh track does, it kind of is a a cue that hey, something's going on that I should be paying attention to and finding funny.
1: Yes, uh, I guess I would argue the way that what you're describing these channels they're encouraging you to do something to where I almost feel like the laugh track is after the punchline to say that that was funny, so there's a past tense and present tense way that I look at it, I guess.
0: Now, John, I know you're an exercise buff, right? Not at all. What? Not at all. <laughs> no, me neither. But I do see a lot of commercials for exercise equipment because, again, I think YouTube thinks I need to lose some weight, so I see a lot of things like Peloton commercials. I don't even want to get started on what YouTube thinks I do and do not need. <laughs> I get all these – whenever I am searching any random thing for this show – YouTube invariably, because it's all Google, so YouTube will invariably latch onto my search terms and think I want to see nothing but commercials about that thing for the next 10 years. I'm getting loan and mortgage commercials
1: right now and and homeowner's insurance with that. That makes sense. Yeah, that that did make sense about a month and a half ago. Uh, (laughs) I've been pretty pretty settled now. Don't you want uh, a second
0: (laughs) mortgage, though? Really? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like, hey, you, we, we couldn't help but notice that you already just wrote a review for your lender, uh, which means you probably made it through the
0: we process. We couldn't help but notice you're in massive <laughs> debt right now. How about some more debt? Uh, yeah, sign me up. Well, Peloton, these commercials I keep seeing, Uh, Are you familiar, at least, with Peloton and the concept of these incredibly expensive bikes? Yeah, and they've actually expanded
1: into treadmills that were recalled because they were harming people or something like that, and now they're back? Did not know that. Oh, yeah, I think they're back
0: now, though. Well, the big thing with Peloton is it's not just the bike or the manslaughtering treadmill it's also these program i don't even know if i can we even insult peloton to that degree and not get sued i don't know
1: they issued a statement i think they're all good now peloton we're not Mm -hmm. trying to you know pee anybody off here we're, we're it's all in good fun it's just,
0: uh, we're a comedy podcast now yeah, all right so in addition to the expensive exercise bikes and not murderous treadmills there you go there you go yeah a big part of the peloton experience is this culture that exists through these live or pre-recorded classes so you're on a bike and you're kind of with other people doing the same exercise routine with a live coach and that it is at least an interesting subject right as somebody who has dabbled in self-improvement in the
1: sense that I had somebody who helped me work out, I definitely perform better, and you get more out of me when there's uh, not necessarily an audience, but somebody encouraging you. Uh, I'm sure a spin class would be great for me, but not going to do it today, <laughs> tomorrow, maybe the next day, but I'm sure it would be great for me because of that factor.
0: A number of years ago, I went to a conference in Boston, and... And the hotel had a gym, as, you know, all nice hotels do. And the treadmills at this gym, it had this video feed of a trail. So you could pick, I want to run on the beach, I want to run in the forest, wherever. And as you ran, it moved through those locations. But the cool thing was, well, I don't know, if, if, if you're really into treadmills, the cool thing was that other people running in real time We're on that track with you. So if you were going faster than them, you passed their little cartoon avatar. If they were going faster than you, they passed you. I feel like it did motivate me to go a little bit harder in this gym treadmill scenario than I would have otherwise. So I don't know. I think it helped me. Topic for a different
1: day, but I think it's primal in nature to be competitive in that way. So yeah, for
0: sure. It's primal to be competitive, it's also primal to be social, and that's what all these videos to me do. The study time, the Peloton thing, even the laugh track. And I think there are some really weird directions it goes as well. I don't know if you're familiar with the whole idea of the mukbang videos. You ever ever hear of mukbang? Yeah, Yeah, let's go down that rabbit hole.
1: Explain it to our listeners, please.
0: I think it started off in a relatively non creepy way, or what, what's oh, the word? I'm looking boy for? did it, did it, <laughs> boy did it go a different direction. Boy did it, yeah. So the idea of the mukbang video was, if I'm correct, a bunch of college students going off to school for the first time, missed their families, were having meals, and were very lonely. So these mukbang videos where people just eating on camera and I don't mean just eating on camera I mean eating breaking the fourth wall with it so eating in front of you you would eat with them makes you feel a bit better about eating alone and that has a wholesome kind of feel to it right not too not too creepy boy did it go in a creepy direction because mukbang videos today are all about people just gorging themselves in disgusting food orgies and I feel like it's intentionally the grossest fast food abominations in the world for the purpose of being gross. Since this is an audio medium,
1: assuming you're not behind the wheel of a car right now, go ahead, click on Google, open up another uh, tab right now while you're listening to us describe this. And, oh boy, oh boy, just go ahead and have fun because it's it, I do not get it.
0: No, and that's that's how you do this. You put the mukbang video on mute. Listen to us while watching people gorge themselves.
1: There's a couple things right now that are that are popular that I don't 100% get. NFTs, crypto, and mukbang is probably up there to make the
0: the the trifecta for us. Now this is all kind of weird. And what does any of this have to do with work-life balance? Well, I do see value in it. Again, if we are working from home and do have some feelings of loneliness, maybe. It could be something to help there. But I do wanna get back to the whole idea of that Pomodoro technique and what is at the heart of these study with me videos. Cause I do see some value in breaking that down and seeing if it's something that would be helpful to us. So we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna break more into this awesome tomato technique.
1: So one thing I do want to say, um, since actually a nice way to connect it to the previous episode, what you're describing is basically what I described when you're listening to a record. It basically forces you to be focused for 12 and a half to 15 minutes, and then you get up, change the record. That's the time to give yourself a break. So excellent connection there, Brian.
0: Yeah, what you're essentially talking about back then, what the Pomodoro technique is, is about establishing a work rhythm. So, whether you're doing the Pomodoro technique or the John Record technique, tomato, tomato, I guess. Yep. Uh, hey. Uh, and then add in the butt right here now. Either way you want to approach this, it's all about establishing that work rhythm. So, it's very simple in concept. We are going to take. An overarching project that we're working on and separate it into a few chunks that will take roughly an hour and a half to complete set a timer whether it's a tomato timer egg timer whatever timer you want for 25 minutes and we're going to go full into concentration mode so nothing but work on that topic for those 25 minutes once the timer goes off we reset it take a five minute break we're going to do this four times and then take one long 30-minute break and that's our sprint now simple enough let's apply that to maybe this show to see how it could work if i'm going to do it for an episode of the big balance what i would think is well i can use that first 25 minutes to brainstorm and down select topics to talk about and the second Maybe research that topic enough to not sound like a complete idiot. The opposite of what we're doing in this episode, because clearly I didn't research. Yeah, we enough. do that.
1: We do that. Yeah, we. Yeah, you know what? Just give yourself that time back, because the goal is to sound like an idiot anymore. I think.
0: Yeah. So first twenty-five <laughs> minutes brainstorming, second twenty-five researching a topic. For the last two, we could probably split between the actual recording. I did want to do some due diligence here because. As useful and simple as this Pomodoro technique is, I figured there's got to be a lot of other time management techniques out there that we could try that might be helpful to us. What I found is a lot of them are just deviations of the same concept, just altering how long the sets and reps are. Like, a lot of people advocate for a 90-15 instead of a 25-5. And some go crazy with it, like there's some data from Desktime.com that says the magic numbers are 52 minutes of work and 17 minutes of break. And that's just, at that point, I feel like we're all saying the same thing, and the, the differences are kind of meaningless.
1: Yeah, come on, at that point. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny to me. It's like, nope, you, you guys are all wrong, like pushing the glasses up the nose. The correct number is actually 52. <laughs> well,
0: And that's what it's... Ultimately, at the end of the day, we know what our projects are, so whatever that logical unit of time that makes sense for you, great. Go with God, pair it with a break that's maybe 10% of that total block, and you're good to go. Folks, I'm,
1: I'm going to tell you right now, here's the the appropriate... Breakdown. It's for every one minute of work, you reward yourself with a two-minute break, right? That sounds about right,
0: right? That would be great. I'm on board for that. I Hey, how do you think I made it this far, Brian? This doesn't happen by accident. That's the John LP method. <laughs> by the time you get the record on, you're already done working.
1: <laughs> by the time you get the record on, you're already changing the record. <laughs>
0: Now, there are some alternatives out there that I do want to talk about. And one that's kind of related is something called time boxing, which I actually do. I just didn't know there was a name for it. Essentially, we say, look, I don't necessarily want to focus on getting an entire task or project done. I just want to focus on actually starting. So going on my calendar and saying at this exact date and time, I will be working on this task. And the idea here is it's really a great way to, well, two things. One, prevent us from getting distracted by other tasks we have because we're all constantly putting fires out. But two, it's a really good way to guard against procrastination because we're saying, look, I don't care if we finish it, but we are starting it. And I see value in that. Don't make the mistake that I have made to where you're hitting the same snooze button
1: for 15 days behind or 15 days late. <laughs> make sure you actually start the task, and also don't make like a dumb task for log into this platform and click this button. That's that's the mistake I've made. It's where it's literally the most simple thing, and I just for whatever reason by putting that on my calendar,
0: I almost procrastinate that. So uh, yeah, I guess. Be mindful of that. You could go my direction. I don't know if I ever told you. I had a, an item on my calendar. The entire note was send John the thing. <laughs> and I kept snoozing it and I forgot entirely whatever I was meaning to send you. You didn't even work at the company by the time I dismissed it. I'm like, okay, obviously I'm not sending John the thing. I was about to say is it's still there because that would be great. So yeah, be a little <laughs> bit more descriptive than that. Yeah. And there's another big one out there that's called the flow state. And it sounds great. I don't know if it's going to work for a lot of roles. What
1: is the flow state? Because it sounds like uh, the next progressive commercial or something
0: like that. Oh, that's that's true. Flow Flow, flow from the, the commercial. No. The core concept of this is you want to be so immersed in a task that you don't even see time passing. And you just jam out work uninterrupted. And it sounds like a great idea, but... There's a few problems, at least for me personally, not the least of which is how many of us actually have agency to say, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and do these things that keep landing on my desk. I'm just going to ignore everything for a couple hours while I'm in the flow state. Sounds great, but a major challenge for I think everybody, or at least me, is half my day is just spent putting out fires. I can't get in a flow state if I'm constantly jumping from one emergency to the next. I don't know if I have enough tasks in a day that I could
1: actually do that. There's certainly things that I can do that would kill some of that time, but that doesn't occupy enough of my time to justify that for a full day, a full week, a full month, full year. Yeah, every once in a while I'll have to cleanse some data sets or things like that, but that's not my day in and day out. So to even justify that approach, yeah, it sounds ideal, but I don't know if I have enough that I can even do it that way.
0: Well, that's the other problem with this is that flow is an inherently finicky thing. The tasks that we're supposed to be focusing on have to be at the same time challenging and engaging, but also completely in our skill set that we can just glide along knocking the tasks out. And yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat you are. I kind of have two types of default tasks. One is going to be burning through spreadsheet reporting. Super boring, not at all engaging. It is very easy though. And on the other side, things like building process and policy for clients. that can be very engaging, but it's also learning about a client, learning about their industry while I'm doing it. So the research and review really interrupts any kind of flow that I would ever get into to bang it out.
1: Well, my day isn't mostly that, Brian. You know, it's it's I have to spend a good portion of my day building rapport, having calls with vendors, different types of things like that. That's not me doing work on paper. That's me actually interacting with folks. And you can't have desk time for that.
0: So I guess the big question for me is, of all the time management techniques out there, are there any that you've tried that you think work really well? Or of the ones we talked about, do you see anything potentially working for you? Especially in this new hybrid work
1: environment? Yeah, I think we've all been doing some form of this in some capacity, and we didn't even know it. I'm sure everybody will tell you that we all have these big pockets or burst of productivity or focus and then we kind of slack off you know here and there. I think that's just how we function as as human beings.
0: Yeah. Now what I would say we should not do is the Robert Kirkman method. What is the Robert Kirkman method? I'm glad I, I left that big pause for you to know to ask that question because that's, that's that's that is totally unscripted free flowing conversation between us right now. Here you go, folks. This is, this is how it happens. Yeah. This is magic in the making. Yep. Yeah. So Robert Kirkman, the guy who wrote The Walking Dead, apparently manages his time by setting insanely unrealistic goals and then mentally torturing himself when he can't hit them, which sounds horrible to me.
1: So the opposite of the George R.R. R. Martin method to where you set these uh, timelines or goals for yourself, and then you just don't even care that you've missed them for years now
0: and just never finish them yeah pretty much yeah yeah the exact opposite so his goal i want to write four pages he tells himself he needs to write 12 invariably fails kicks himself calls himself an idiot but lands at maybe six or seven pages so net net comes out on top but that sounds horrible (laughs) wait wait hold up hold up so he knows that he needs to write
1: four pages tells himself that he wants to write 12 lands on six so the dude is still overachieving all right buddy yeah we get it
0: well even he admits it's it's horrible i think the the uh interview that he talked about this technique he ends with and so it's probably not good for my psyche but as far as productivity goes, it seems to help, and I <laughs> kind of want to have productivity and my psyche intact at the same time. I, You know, something tells me that we are really passionate about that
1: topic, Brian. You know, you could call it, you know, a, a whatever you want, a tomato, a tomato, maybe work-life balance. That's, that's another...
0: Tomato, tomato, pomodoro, John LP method.
1: <laughs> but for what it's worth, I, I feel like I kind of do something similar, but at an underachieving value he tells do you himself, go the other direction yeah, he them. tells himself that yeah i need to get four pages done lands on six i tell myself i need to get four pages done land on two and then go back to my editor and say hey but these are
0: really good two pages right <laughs> i need to do four i actually got two but it could have been worse i could have done one so <laughs> somebody who's yeah. worked with me yeah you see it now right <laughs> so let's circle back Is there value to any of these methods or going further back, is there value in these study with me videos that are more than just background music? Do the value add elements make a difference in helping us be more efficient or going back to the laugh track, do we actually think sitcoms are funnier because we hear the canned laughs?
1: Is this a cop-out answer, but I'm going to say it's a case by case basis. And if it works for you, keep doing it.
0: I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, that's, that's it, right? If, if we are in a scenario where we're having trouble managing our time and any of these things are useful tools, by by all means do it. I don't know if I've been more productive this week from listening to these really weird study with me sessions of just a guy reading a book while I'm typing on my keyboard, but it's at least a good change of pace. And like I said, I apparently am doing this thing called time boxing already, and I do see value there. I'm going to see if I can fit in this Pomodoro method as well. You know, I got a lot of just deliverable development coming up. I have a lot of writing assignments coming up at work where I'm going to be spending potentially four hours a day when I'm not in meetings at least, four hours a day just writing documents for a client. And it sounds like a really good time to try this out. So maybe uh, I'll try these methods out a little bit. I'll Pomodoro a little bit and report back next week on how it goes. So have you given it a test run prior to this episode at all? No,
1: I wanted to try it fresh. Gotcha. Because I, I, the only thing I'm curious about is if you put it on. I know you have multi monitors. You could put it on one of them, but you're focusing on another thing. I'm really curious if, like, you kind of forget that it's on, and then next thing you know, it's like, hey, well, that was a really great session there, folks. So you're like, holy what was
0: that who was talking to me (laughs) because that would be my fear having the multiple monitors might be my biggest enemy Yeah, i have three and do i need three probably not but it might be more of a distraction than anything else because one of my monitors is always my email and chat programs and it's never hidden it's always up in my face and somebody says hey i need something i'm there reading it when i should be focusing on monitor number one so maybe I should strip down and get rid of these other monitors and just have the one. I don't know. Are you
1: one of those people who, like, leaves, like, multiple notifications on your teams? Like, you'll see, like, the two or three icon. Like, you have multiple messages and different not- uh, notifications waiting for you. Or do you check everything right as they come in?
0: I No. I have notices in, in teams. I have oh. send John the thing. Oh. I don't clear messages I do. Well. I can't. As soon as I see that
1: one, God forbid I see two. Oh, I start to freak out, man. I got to check it. I got to read it. I got an email today while I was in the shower, and the only reason I knew I did is because I was listening to music while I was in the shower, so my phone lit up, and I could see that, oh, you got an email. Can I just say for the last 10 minutes of that shower, I was like, I,
0: got, I wonder what that is. I got to check it. I got to see what it is. What if we applied the Pomodoro technique to showering and once that timer goes off, well, oh, you got to get out. Maybe there's something to didn't be said. Didn't shampoo? You missed it for the day. Maybe
1: there's something to be said about millennials and like maybe it's our attention span, our addiction to our phones. But man, yeah, that's talk about like giving me anxiety. It's like if I see that I have a notification and I can't check it right away, oh man, I'm like scratching myself. Like, come on, I got to check it, man.
0: We're cutting it. Thanks for joining us again on the Big Balance Podcast. Tappy, tappy, ASMR. Be
1: sure to smash that like and subscribe button. Smash that like button. Go ahead and smash (laughs) it. Oh, wait, wait. This this has always been my
0: problem with with ASMR. I feel like I'm sexually harassing myself right now.
1: Well, that's what it it is. It feels feels oddly sexual and definitely sensual.
0: Thanks for listening to The Big Balance Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and drop us a comment while you're there. Until next time. Come on, I gotta check it, man.